Welcome to Altered by Fate. I am Alicia Gotro, and I'm from South Louisiana. I have a passion for Catholic community development with spiritual and personal growth opportunities. Altered by Faith is a place to share authentic and vulnerable content that relates to our Catholic faith journey. We collaborate with mentors, men and women who are further along in their faith journey and have lots to share. We will share real talk about life, struggles, our Catholic faith, spiritual and personal growth, and much, much more. Come as you are and be altered by faith. All right, welcome to Altered by Faith. I'm Alicia Gotro, and we're so glad to have you with us today. Today, I'm going to be interviewing Erin Franco, who's a fellow Louisiana lady that has a love for Jesus, coffee, and real Catholic girl talk. I immediately felt drawn to her when reading her authentic blog and podcast content, where she discussed battling anxiety, being an introvert mom, and the power of beginning again and again and even again whenever things get difficult. So just a little background on Erin. Erin has a blog titled The Humble Handmaid, and it's filled with authentic and relatable content. Over the years, Erin hosted a podcast called The Right Heart. She co-hosted a radio show and was a featured guest on many, many radio shows and podcasts. Erin has led retreats and days of reflection and spoken at numerous events. She wrote for CatholicMom.com for several years. Her husband and her have helped lead the domestic church and have five beautiful kiddos with one on the way. Is that right? Yes. Yeah, one on the way. Um, so let's just chat real quick about how we met. Uh, so I do a mother's ministry for our local parish church, St. Pius, and um, our mother's ministry uh, leader at the time, Ashley David, had met you previously through the domestic church. Is that yes. right? Yeah. Um, we went on a retreat together with the domestic church movement several years ago um, and then kept up with each other, and I guess she remembered me. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, and so we had you over uh, for a speaker for our kickoff event, which is our big event at the beginning of the year, just introducing people in our parish to um, different things that our uh, mother's ministry offers, such as Bible study and, and all the things. And uh, your speaking topic, I think, was about us as women, we combat uh, shame and guilt by creating our own litanies of truth. And it was just such a powerful talk, and uh, we loved you so much at that event that we ended up inviting you back almost a year later. It was about I don't know, nine or ten months, uh, and we couldn't wait to have you back. And it was a Marian Day of Reflection, and that went so beautifully. So yeah, I'm so glad to have you here on the podcast and to see, to see you again, full circle. I actually, I guess whenever I heard your podcast... And I was looking into all of your your blogging and stuff. I was like, oh, man, that's that's so fun. That's something that I, I think I might would be interested in doing. And so as I brought that to prayer and continued to, you know, dive into, like, what that might look like, I don't know. So I think that you kind of sparked an interest in me. So thank you for that. <laughs> life has thrown some big changes for you this year. Can you tell us a little bit about your new season of life that you have right now? Yeah, honestly, um, I remember spring of 2020, so right in the middle of the pandemic down here in South Louisiana, I remember thinking, oh, thank goodness, my life is not going to change very much with this <laughs> pandemic. I already homeschool. I'm a stay-at-home mom. My husband has a great job. 
in a steady job. They love them at work. We're going to be good. We're going to ride this out. And then like a month later, um, my husband's, his job started going down on hours. And by the end of the year, um, he didn't have a job anymore. So that whole year we were like, what are we going to do? Um, it was a tough, it was a tough time. Um, but we ended up deciding to start a company together. And my background is marketing and advertising. That's what I worked in before I stayed home. And so I worked up all of the branding and the website and all of that kind of stuff for the business and part-time while I was still trying to homeschool. And um, gosh, ever since then, we did start the business and we ended up putting the kids in public school, a charter school, but a public school in town, um, which was a huge move, a huge um, discernment to do that, um, to help really help me be able to help more with the business. And then since then, I actually started a job, um, I guess just at the beginning of this year, the beginning of 2022, working outside the home for a marketing and advertising firm um, here in the town I live in, which is Baton Rouge, Louisiana. So, and I'm working um, four days a week, but it's still full-time hours, and it's still a huge adjustment um, for me and our family, but it's going really well. Um, God has it's one of those um, it's one of those stories where you really you hope and pray you pray God like please provide for our family and you're kind of hoping like really hoping he's gonna provide in one way and then he provides in his a way all his own that you never would have suspected at all um, or even wanted to discern he just dropped it in our lap and so that's where I am right now um, it's funny because that was two years ago I was had a big family. I drove a big white homeschool mom van. <laughs> I was homeschooling. And um, now, since then, uh, now I drive like a big SUV. My kids are all in public school and I'm a working mom, which I never saw coming. That was never all at one time. It would have just been too much of a discernment. But little by little, that's where God has put me in the last couple of years. That's amazing. Uh, just, you know, how God, even though we pray or we might be uh, looking forward or we see this vision casted for ourselves, He just somehow finds a way to gently nudge us into the path that He, he wants to place us in. And it's always at the right time. Yeah. the right moment, even if it's in the last inning, <laughs> he does come through for provision. So yeah. I just think that that's so cool how it all yeah. kind of played out a little bit at a time. And it's funny too, I'll, I'll just say, sometimes the Lord isn't gentle because we need it to be very clear. Like we need it yes. to be like absolutely dropped into our lap. There's no other option. I remember thinking years ago, like there's no way um, I would stop homeschooling. Like I really think this is where I'm supposed to be. And this is the best thing right now I can be doing for my family. And, and then I was like, and then later I was like, I could, I just can't see myself ever, um, ever working. Like, I just don't, I don't see where I would just say, you know, I think it's time, but God made it very clear. And I was, I appreciated that, um, about our discernment that, uh, and I've had people ask me that since then, like, how did you decide (laughs) to do this very different thing? And I'm like, honestly, it wasn't, it wasn't easy, but it was easy. Um, It's just what God put in front of us very clearly. Awesome. So now that you're in the working world, that throws a whole new element in uh, some of the difficulties and challenges and relationships and all the dynamics that life just kind of throws our way. So I just kind of want to touch on how marriage, parenthood, friendships, 
and professional careers, they all present challenges. What difficulties come up and the fruit of embracing those challenges with healthy Catholic-based responses, which can sometimes be hard, right? Yeah, I mean, I think um, a lot of the time you feel like you're just a mess, but if you zoom out, God's got you. I will say that um, Michael and I do marriage prep. We've done it for a while. And one thing that we always tell people, because we've learned it before the past two years, we've learned it in other seasons of suffering and change, is that um, like people will ask us, so what is the one thing in marriage that has really brought you closer together? And a lot of people think we're going to say, oh, having children. You know, a lot of people think that. But what we tell them is, Actually, it's been suffering together. And so in the last couple of years in particular, I think going through the suffering and all this discernment has really, we're kind of like clinging to each other for dear life kind of a thing. But really, I, I just have to, to tout this for a minute. Um, we are, we're involved with the, a Catholic movement out of Poland called the Domestic Church Movement. We've been involved for about eight years now. And the habits of prayer, praying as a couple, and then taking um, specific time away monthly, every other month, to dialogue. We call it a couple dialogue. And we just we talk about things intentionally. We pray before the conversation. We set the time aside so that it's not like 11 o'clock at night and we're trying to talk about intimacy or budgets or something intense like that. Having even just those two of the habits that we've learned from domestic church has been such an anchor for us to get through this and be able to discern all these new things together. So yeah, for marriage, I would say we're, I mean, we still definitely struggle and disagree, but fundamentally, I think we're we're very in sync on trying to go through this season and all of our marriage, asking God and inviting him in every single day. I would say for parenting and um, just like the lifestyle of being a working mom, it's definitely different. It makes Michael and I have to actually communicate even more and really finally get that Google Calendar synced uh, with one another. Um, But I think it's also made me less, not uptight or less worried, but there are some things that I used to, like for example, when we used to go out for a vacation, I had to have the house perfectly clean before we left. And I wanted, like, the bathrooms cleaned, vacuuming, everything was perfect. And when I was a stay-at-home mom, I usually could get that done. There was probably too much yelling and screaming, you know, at everybody the day, you know, the day or two before. But I had all this time to pack and prepare, and everything was perfect. And I came home to this perfect house, even though no one else cared but me. But, like, we just went to the beach um, a couple weeks ago, and the house was not perfect, but you know, before we left, because you just, you don't have, I didn't have as much time as I used to have. And that was something I was kind of like, oh, you know what? Like, I almost didn't even stress about how it used to be versus, used to be versus now, because it was, it's just like, you have to accept it. And you really kind of realize in some ways what's important and what's not. I think as a stay-at-home mom, and maybe the Lord knew I needed to learn this lesson, but um, as a stay-at-home mom, and even like I think even more as a homeschooling mom for years, it's like my whole life was my home and my kids. And every, it's like um, I kind of let whatever things looked like or felt like, it felt like a report card to me. And um, as much as I really did and had some great progress and not um, living like that all the time, and it wasn't like I was extreme about it, but I don't think I really cast it off all the way until I had to like completely change to this new lifestyle and I realized that I did have a lot of my affirmation in those things. You know what I mean? 
Definitely, definitely. I really connect with, uh, so we have a camp in Toledo Bend, uh, which is just a few hours away. Mm -hmm. And uh, every time, even though I work full time, I always try to get the house just right before we leave. And my (laughs) husband's just like, let it go, you know. Uh, I think that there's just some kind of fulfillment in that, that you know that you're coming home to a clean house. But I would totally agree. Nobody else cares except for us women. My husband could care less. You know, it's Mm -hmm. just kind of go with the flow. Being a full time working mom, it's just you have to make choices on you know what really matters and sometimes it brings that in into focus um and with less time there's less time to worry sometimes yeah so that could be a blessing too yeah Um, there are are a lot of blessings I know like when one is that I feel like I'm a little fresher for the kids at the end of the day like when I'm with the kids on weekends and then in the evenings I I do feel like I can be more present and enjoy them more in some cases Um, And that's just me personally. I mean, and I'm, I don't know, I guess you mentioned it earlier. I'm an introvert. I love to talk about being an introvert because half of you listening to this are introverts. And I know you can, um, and even extroverts too, who are home full time with your kids, multiple kids. It's, it's a lot. It's a lot to just do everything you have to do and you have your kids in tow. Um, And so I would feel kind of guilty a lot of the times when I stayed home, when I was home full time for all those years, like on the weekends or when it was like, oh, Mike's home. Let's have family time. I'm like, I'm good. (laughs) Like, I I was, I I felt kind of guilty that I wasn't like all about the Nerf gun war or all about this or that. And it doesn't mean that I'm ready to have a Nerf gun war and like just be all up in each other's stuff the whole time I'm home in the end of the day now. But um, I do I do feel a little bit fresher, and I think that's a blessing that God wanted to give me and he knew would be a part of this season. I love that. And the, I just want to circle back to uh, whenever you were talking about marriage, how the struggling together like really yeah. brought you closer. And I kind of, as I was listening to you, it kind of reminded me how we connect deepest, or I do at least, with Jesus when we're going through those struggles and those hard times, when when everything mm-hmm. else seems to fall apart. And so how beautiful that was that you're telling these people that are going through marriage prep that, yeah. that in the struggle is when you can depend on you know your yeah. earthly spouse, but then also that's whenever God's most prevalent in my life uh, as well. So I thought that that was really good advice to give to those people preparing for marriage, for sure. I wanted to chat with you about journaling. Uh, what is your favorite form of journaling that helps you maybe process your day and continue on your path of spiritual and personal growth? Yeah, so I have always been a journaler, like my whole life. Um, I just, and it's a, a lot of it is, that's just how I process things. But um, I would say, I think it was last year or the year before, my sister-in-law, uh, Janae Franco, um, who also is a speaker, um, and she's a, a Catholic life coach as well. She um, introduced me to Metanoia Catholic, which is um, this couple that that started um, a Catholic coaching podcast. I think that's the name of it, the Catholic Coaching Podcast. And they have a journal that they sell that's part of what they have all of the people that they coach do. And so I would say my journaling really took on, and God's timing, right? Like, um, I, I got that for like Mother's Day or something, Um And it really has changed the way I journaled because there's so much psychology behind it as far as like when you write a thought down, you really capture it. Like scripture says, capture all of your thoughts for Christ, right? Mm -hmm. Or take all of your thoughts captive for Christ. 
And whenever you're just trying to think about your thoughts and think about all these scary or nasty or hateful or, you know, confusing thoughts that you have, the thoughts are very slippery. But when you write them down, it really helps you capture them and deal with them. And it does that for me, definitely. And also, it, when you write down, so let's say one exercise in the journal, and I do this even if I'm not doing the whole journal format, I'll just do it in my other journal, is let's say there's a topic that I'm anxious about, like choosing where the kids are going to go to school next year. So the exercise is write down every single thought that comes to mind, like just jot it down, don't edit, even if it's a horrible, nasty, terrible thought, write everything down. And then go through it and say, okay, well, where is this thought leading me? When I think about this one thought, actually, when I think about this one thought, I feel discouraged and like super down. When I think about this thought, I feel angry and I want to yell at my husband and be bitter. So you can see where there are some toxic things that maybe you're choosing to let keep going on in your head and you're choosing to live out of them and um, in a sinful way. And so I really love how they integrate, um, they integrate like virtue into your thoughts and, and managing your mind. Mm -hmm. And so I, I mean, I'm not an expert. I don't know that I will ever be a life coach or not, but just in my own life, just that idea of managing my mind and saying, you know what, this thought is not serving me. This thought is only making me bitter toward my husband. This thought is only making me feel like a victim in my life. I, in another part of the exercise that I'll do and that they have in this journal is you see what thoughts or what like kind of lies you're believing and living out of and you renounce them and you say like Jesus I renounce this thought of self-reliance please have mercy on me and forgive me and that is so powerful and that's scriptural yeah. too right yeah absolutely I think that everything that they do throughout that process, and it does incorporate a lot of psychology into mm -hmm. it and uh, mind management, mm -hmm. but it's also scriptural based and, and yeah. bringing in those virtues. I mean, that's just a game changer. I yeah. actually just bought the journal. Yeah, It came yeah. in, I would say, about four or five weeks ago. Oh, okay. Uh, I had met with Janae uh, Franco. Oh, yes, um, I forgot y'all knew each yes, other. Yes, yes. Uh, so we did one um, Catholic mindset uh, coaching, mm -hmm. uh, like a coaching FaceTime, session, yeah. I guess. Okay. And uh, so that was her Her tip was to, to buy that. And so I definitely uh, love everything about the Catholic mindset coach, Metanoia Catholic, and the journaling. Mm -hmm. I think that that is key tools yeah. to just really take those thoughts captive to Christ really identify where mm -hmm. we're spir spiraling and our, our mind kind of takes us for a loop and uh, really displacing those and releasing those to Jesus. Yeah. And even like they take it a step further and they're like, okay, what are virtues you need to pray for specifically to help you overcome this kind of group of thoughts or this tendency that you're having lately? Is it perseverance? Is it patience? You know, what is that? And so I love that they, they give you words to pray for, uh, virtues to pray for and to pray with. So that's been a big help to me. I mean, I'm still on a journey like everybody else, but, but journaling definitely just helps me get um, everything out and it feels like a release, you know, because girl, I don't know about you guys, but like at the end of the day, this is like years now. It's like all the D words like descend upon me starting around like six or seven o'clock at night, like <laughs> discouragement, despair, disenchantment, like all of the, these horrible words. I have a blog post about it, uh -huh. but it's like, that is the time of day when I'm like, oh my gosh, 
my life is like not going well. <laughs> like, I don't know. I'm, I'm terrible. All of these things. And so a lot of times I'll journal in the evenings because I need to. Like before I go to bed, um, I'll do journaling then. I like that. I like that. Okay, so every guest that we have on Altered by Faith, there's like a top seven questions that I just love to know about people. And um, so I want to run through those with you, if that's okay. Yeah, sure. Okay, so what was the one moment that you knew that your life was altered by faith? It could be an, a life experience, a trial, a season. When did you really feel that shift from God where you knew your life was forever changed and altered by faith? Oh, Wow. You know, I think it was actually in high school. I had a really great religion teacher in my junior year, and it was a scripture verse. Um, Oh my gosh, now I'm I'm thinking out. It's the one where it's like, um, give the Lord, um, like all of your hopes, the Lord will give you all the desires of your heart um, if you work for his kingdom. I'll have to, you'll have to put it in the show notes which one it is, because now maybe I'm nervous, I don't remember, but it's work for the kingdom of God and he will give you the desires of your heart, something like that. And for some reason, I just remember being really like set on fire by that because I had all these desires. I wanted this boy to ask me to homecoming and I wanted to do this in college. And um, it just really calmed my heart and helped me trust that living life God's way um, was a safe and like a a safe way that was going to bring me joy and bring me like where I wanted to go in life. So I think it was in high school for me. Yeah, I'm grateful for that. I went to a Catholic all-girl high school here in Baton Rouge. Oh, that's so awesome. Mm -hmm. My uh, cousins, um, my sister-in-law's little girl, she's a dean at uh, Sacred Heart, and Mm -hmm. all the girls go to an all-girl school. And just their their outlook on life, their perspective, their um, environment just allows for them to thrive and really discover who they are. Mm -hmm. And this unique element, um, it's really it's really cool to watch and see. What is your favorite form of prayer, whether it's praise and worship, prayer journaling, traditional prayer, rosary, divine mercy chaplet, time and adoration? I mean, there's so many options. What would your favorite be? I think I would have to go back to journaling um, by myself in a, in a quiet place um, or outside somewhere or in adoration. Um, with about with a Bible, um, just to go through Scripture and hear from the Lord in that. Where do you feel closest to God? If it's like a place, um, some people feel closest at home or at adoration in the church, in nature. Is there a certain place where you just feel? Gosh, um, no. This is kind of funny, but um, I I've, I pray a lot in my car over the years. Like if the kids are listening to a book. Or if they're not with me, if I'm on my way to work or something, I have like 25 or 30 minutes um, of a drive. And I, he is so funny. He sends me so many consolations when I'm praying in my car. Like so many times I'm like crying or laughing or just talking to the air. And people must look at me in my car and be like, <laughs> she looks crazy. But um, I really feel close to God. Um, and I think a lot whenever I'm in the car because it's just, I don't know. That's just maybe the last, like, several years for me. Um, And a lot of times it's when I'm praying about something difficult and he sends me just a word of um, affirmation or consolation of of some kind. That's beautiful. Name one person in the Bible that you feel completely connected to and what do you love about them or their particular story? Oh, gosh. 
I love I love a lot of them, but I love um, Esther and Joseph. Um, I love Esther because we live in such a scary and confusing time in the world, and I love the the line of scripture in her story where um, I think it's her uncle or her uncle is saying, um, "You were born for such a time as this." Yes, and so thinking of that scripture always gives me courage. Like there, it's no mistake that I am born and my children are born in this time like they're not we are not victims to our time we have a mission in our time so I love that and then just because my story um way beyond the last two years Mike and I have like a super crazy roller coaster of a story like let me tell you um I love that Joseph has a story he of his brothers like attack him and hate him and throw him in the pit and then he's a slave and then bad you know bad luck with Potiphar, the, the Egyptian man that he gets sold to, and then he goes to prison. And, and then eventually, at the end of all this terrible stuff that happens, he ends up being the ruler of Egypt and saving like his entire family and all of his people. And it's like, God just brought so much amazing um, redemption out of the suffering of this man. And so I think about how my story is just not not a linear like life just keeps getting better like we definitely have our dips and our roller coaster ride here and I feel like I just really connect with Joseph on that I love that what is your favorite Catholic book or author oh man um probably Father Jacques Philippe me too (laughs) yeah I just bought the eight doors to the kingdom yeah uh, the meditation on the beatitudes it Mm -hmm. is so awesome I know he's Um, so awesome (laughs) And this summer, um, we are going to be going through maintaining. Oh, searching for and maintaining. Yes. Yes, that's like the OG. Like everybody gets into Father Jacques Philippe with searching for and maintaining peace. It is such a short, powerful, helpful, clear read. Yeah. I mean, I just, I can't, I don't think Elise and I can recommend it enough, y'all. It's really helpful. And it's so small, uh, so I'm so excited to just dive into it this summer. It's been on my shelf for some time. I, I love books. So I, I go to the bookstore and I buy, buy all these yeah. things and then I don't have time. Yes. So I'm so excited. I am dedicated to that this summer. If you could meet one Catholic speaker, artist, or musician currently, who would you want to meet? Oh gosh. Well, the last time that I met a famous person was like a famous speaker that was, it was Christopher West and I had just been married and I had a big conversion moment and like just his books like really saved me and helped me even get married to my husband in college and when I met him when when we were early married I just like started tearing up and I like couldn't speak I like totally fangirled and like fainted (laughs) (laughs) and so I don't know you know like I would say Father Jacques Philippe but I can't even begin to like tell him what God's done for me um so I don't know I would say probably Father Probably Father Jacques Philippe, but I would just want to go to one of his talks and just be in his presence, I guess. So much wisdom. Yeah. Yeah. If you could share one thing with others that has helped you in your spiritual and personal growth, what would it be? Oh, wow. Um, Right now, I would say um, Catholic mind management, like, which in, in an integrated way says, hey, human, this is how your brain works. This is how God made your brain to think. And... This is an integrated way to look at it um, with prayer and look at it in your relationship to God. Um, Just learning how to take my thoughts captive. Like, that's what that stuff does for me. So I would say that. I wish I had found it 
you know, like, I'm not like, God's got his timing and I'm, my journey has been all his for sure for a long, long time. But I just want to tell a lot of people about even just that podcast, like they've got an academy, they've got all this stuff you can do. But if you just listen to the podcast, some of these concepts really can help people to calm their hearts down trust God more and really see when they're spiraling into anxiety, when they're choosing to live out of a, just a flat out lie in their lives. And it's just very practical. So I would say that definitely. And I think that that's, it's those little thoughts and that's how the enemy kind of keeps us captive and oh, it yeah. can, it can last for a long time or it can lead to the next thought and then the next mm-hmm. worry. And it's just never quite where you want to be, and mm-hmm. sometimes it's the perspective of, okay, where where do I need to take this to God, and let me see things through the filter of God's view in my life, and mm-hmm. am I honoring Him, and am I in the place that I need to be? Yeah. And, and that's all that we can do in the current time. So I really like that idea of mind management and just being aware of how quickly just a thought can, can take us, you yeah. know, out, out of the path that we should really be walking hand in hand with God. Yeah, absolutely. I think, and I think that's what like a Catholic life coach does really well for people is it just helps you hold up your thoughts to truth. Like what is, what is God's truth? And what are these thoughts that you have? Are you feeling disappointed all the time? Like, is that, is it true that you should be disappointed? Um, Is it true that God, even, even having mercy on yourself, like, when is it okay to say, you know what, like, I'm going to let myself be a little disappointed. God, God really understands, you know, but then you need to move on from that. Mm -hmm. Um, Because the truth is that the best is yet to come. Like God is always redeeming everything. So yeah, I think short of a Catholic life coach <laughs> listening, listening to that podcast is um, can be really helpful. I'm just learning, even like Father Chad Riverker, I really got into him a couple years ago too. Um, and he's a, a Catholic priest, exorcist, and psychologist. And just learning about like all of those things together has, has helped me even more take my thoughts captive and just see where the world wants me to feel really anxious about certain things or feel guilty about certain things or... Or they want to tell me, um, follow your heart. I love that one. They want to tell me, follow your heart. And if you have a big emotion, that's the truth. But it's not. Like psychology tells us that is not. And God tells us that is not. We have to manage our minds. Well, I'm so glad to have you here. Thank you so much for traveling um, to come join us on the podcast. And we can't wait to see you again. I know that you have a little one on the way, so it may be yeah. sometime before you visit our ministry again. But we always love having you at our ministry, whether it's a retreat or a day of reflection. You're just so full of wisdom. And uh, I appreciate your time with us today. You're so welcome. It's I love any kind of conversation like this. I'm all about it. So it's a pleasure. Thank y'all so much. And we'll be back next week. Thank you for joining us on Altered by Faith podcast. Please subscribe and review. Don't forget to like us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. And join our email list at alteredbyfaith.com. Looking forward to walking out this Altered by Faith journey with each of you. Much love, always. Alicia Gotro